Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. I'm glad Pat caught that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's up, folks? How y'all doing? What's up? Hello. Um, you listen to the last call podcast. My name is Ken. I'm Fab. And I'm Dave. And uh, thank you for joining in, um, sharing a drink with us. Hello. So we're all getting ready, getting set, pre- be prepared and everything. I'm like, all right, yes. I have my sheet that I'm, I'm about to like read off from and get the show started. And as Ty hits the button to get the show started, it slips from out my fingers, slides underneath a fireplace, and is 100% completely unreachable by myself. So yeah, but so thanks to Ty. That's why Ty's Ty's the executive producer. He he makes shit happen. Appreciate you, bro. He's a sound man. He's a yeah man. Man of many hats. We appreciate you. (laughs) No, no, he's a man of many do rags. That too. Oh, Oh, the flap is out. Amen. So how y'all doing? Um, this week, um, we have our our aged old pastime since this is the last week that we'll have a brown present for quite some time maybe ever um we figure that um we end this uh, our start and end this episode drinking our favorite brown juice which would be hennessy amen crafted by mr richard hennessy is that his name it is richard. that oh, man's okay. name is dick hennessy in a sense <laughs> so, okay so, it all makes sense now so, right. <laughs> henny dick dick henny ah Ooh. All right. <laughs> That's the world coming full circle. <laughs> oh, every time. Um, so uh, Martin Luther King Day just just passed. Um, I know you guys have some quick Martin Luther King Day stories you want to share. Dave, how was your Martin Luther King Day at work? Yeah, I didn't even know Martin Luther King Day was the day you got off because nobody in my job made it seem like we were going to get off. Okay. Um, I know you were pretty upset about it from the week before. Nah, yo, because like, niggas was texting me like, yo, come to this party. So you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come to this party. And I realized, oh, I got to work tomorrow. So I didn't do shit. I was like, fuck that. I'm wearing all black. Wore a turtleneck, black leather pants, <laughs> and black sneakers like to work on Monday. The older, the other black person wore black. I was like, yo, we in here. Threw the fist up. Mm. As I walked through the corridor and go to the back where all the offices are, I realized none of these motherfuckers is at work. Everybody worked remotely and didn't even fucking send an email or a text or nothing about that shit, yo. I was so tight, yo. So, so tight. So if you would have found out that everybody was working remotely, would you have come into work? Nah, I would have fucking figured it out. I would have been like, nope, I'm staying home. Martin Luther King, are you going to fire me on my day off? Huh? Huh? <laughs> sure <laughs> would. <laughs> on MLK, Craig on King's fired. Day? Craig got fired Nah, bro, you can't off, fire so. me on King's Day. All right. So what about yourself, Fab? Um, yeah, I went to work. I probably had the option. It was funny. I got to work and my coworker who is white, she's from Ireland, and she's like, "Why are we working? Everybody else is off." And I was like, <laughs> straight face. Like, the only reason I didn't take off cuz I freelance, so it's up to me. Um, but because I'm leaving for Cuba mm. on Thursday, so hey I was now. like, if I don't work, I don't get paid type type of deal. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna go in and work and I and I worked. But um today one of our one of my coworkers um he works at one of our other bars and he was complaining that he got denied for an apartment because the landlord found out that he was white and didn't want to give him the apartment because he doesn't want to contribute to gentrification in his building 
<laughs> and he's telling the story and he's like he's like it's one of those like i get it but like come on like it was just troubling to him it was right. like oh like you know and i'm over here in the corner listening like on my computer working but like oh, also yeah. chuckling <laughs> i thought it was funny i was like um yeah it was in bushwick for brooklyn but i was i was laughing i was like hey. we need more people that I guy was like that's right <laughs> yeah that guy was a hero yes. he's a yes. hero we deserve we yeah need more people like him in brooklyn man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really funny yeah, man. well yeah so um i, I mean it's it's really funny because brook um bushwick especially is becoming more gentrified by the day like i work in, in bushwick a lot so mm-hmm. for someone to like say no i'm not participating in this process right i was like fight the good fight right. young player and i actually said that out loud and he thought he, i was talking about him, him. fighting <laughs> the fight he was like no it's okay yeah. I, I got an apartment in greenpoint and i was like okay I'm gonna go back to working now. <laughs> hey, Seth. I mean, he was gonna gentrify somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna happen. Coming like to he a... said, it's gonna happen anyway. But I just thought it was it was funny that there are some people still like, hell no, nah, like, you know, fuck out of here. Right. And keep this building black as fuck. <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> um. Yeah, I spent my Martin Luther King Day just um at home watching a lot of Martin Luther King Day um documents uh, um doc um documents um document to read right um but no but i i, I said documents <laughs> because i read a document um i maybe took about a half hour 20 minutes half hour and was reading um the uh letter from birmingham okay. jail yeah. um so i'll my well i'll address that later that'll be part of my um ending segment when we close out but it was like it just to be it, it's unfortunate that we have to use that one day as like a reminder of what was what he was what he stood for um and you know um, the like just listening to some of his speeches like all like some of his audio speeches like there are just some people that you could just i could probably listen to him speak for three hours straight nonstop, and be engaged the entire time because he had that commitment that passion and um he was just very engaging um so yeah cheers to you know martin luther king um um Going on to some current events, um, the inauguration is going on uh, this weekend. Are you guys going? No. No. Okay. Be out of the country. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Actually, I saw Donald Trump tweet um, DT as as I'll ref- be referring to him for the rest of the time. I DT? guess. Okay. <laughs> DT. I like it. Um, yeah, he was tweeting like free tickets to the inauguration so like you know register here so i was also reading yesterday that there are 1200 buses scheduled to head down there and only 200 of those buses are full of supporters right everybody else are protesters it's gonna be a shit show and and i i honestly think they're gonna riot everywhere i it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting i'm i'm like i'm on the fence of should i watch this or should i not watch this right do i want to participate in the fuckery of the, of the whole entire situation but mm-hmm. like my interest in it being you know the slightly poly science nerd that i am like i kind of want to see it because i know um like in comparison so when obama's first inauguration there were uh, so going to what you were saying fab there were mm-hmm. 2000 buses scheduled and booked to go down there right for trump's there like you said there's 1200 give or take but like you said only two of them are taken up by by supporters there's actually the 
um, Women's March um, the next day um, in Washington. Yeah, I so, donated. Do you, did you? Okay. You can donate if you're not going to go. So um, how, do you know how to about, go about donating? Yeah, I'll put it on our link in our podcast. But okay. um, basically, they have a website or they're taking donations via Facebook. But if you don't want to do it via Facebook, they have like a crowdfund sure. um, website. But um, basically, the money goes to like porta potties and like um, support to like basically have this walk. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd love to donate to that yeah. for sure. The um, so I, I'm actually um, coincidentally um, and just very out of the blue linked up with the um, homegirls from the Black Meets World podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I was o- I was actually over here with Ty. I'm just trying to get some video footage, and they actually came by to do their episode. I'm, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know they were recording, and uh, they had an episode. I actually ended up jumping on you know for a little bit with them That's dope. and they're actually going down there oh they're going they're going yeah, yeah. yes so um so i that's how i got informed because i had no idea i had no idea about it yeah um but supposedly it's it's, it's gonna be pretty big so yeah i, I love to to donate you know, okay yeah i'll post. put the link up and i'll send it to y'all um but yeah so with that going on and then with um <clears throat> so i'm not sure if y'all saw my snap yesterday i was watching jeopardy and <laughs> no sorry right <laughs> so so i'm like i'm going back and forth between because i'm a jeopardy nut i love jeopardy um I, I i don't know if i could make it as a contestant but i like to think i can make it you know um i'm one of those so they had a, a certain category where they were just reeling off people um they had a civil rights category so they're just um i think thurgood marshall was a question and um uh, frederick Douglass was a question and came the question uh, about who's the um uh senator not the senator the representative that's been in the georgia district mm. from 1986 like motherfucking john lewis exactly and i'm just waiting for them to answer ain't, ain't nobody ain't nobody knew it was john lewis do, do, do. Yeah. uh sorry the question <laughs> not the jeopardy sound <laughs> just from dave's oh, yeah. mouth <laughs> yeah i'm a baby i'm a baby jeopardy nigga definitely oh, since, that's right. since i was young nigga that's right I was oh. on the block on them blue blocks cuz <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Over some Jeopardy. That's two episodes in a row this year. Game banging. Just one for that other. Um. <laughs> so John Lewis wasn't. It was an answer. So, but John Lewis has been going through some heat this week um, because he had gone out uh, on his own. He, I think mean, he was doing an interview and he's asked a question. And after he was asked a question, he just took it upon himself to state he wasn't asked about the illegitimacy of the president. He was just asked about his feelings about the presidency and uh, or at least the future president. And he's, he just took it upon himself to go out and say, I do not find this president legitimate. I find him as an illegitimate president. And he took that stand and he said, I'm going to use this a- as my backbone and me standing up to um Mr. Trump and I'm not going to go to the inauguration. And with that, like the baited, you know, fish that Donald Trump is, he absolutely took the worm and went after John Lewis, the man who marched with Dr. Martin Luther King, the man that got knocked down in streets with Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, he took it upon himself to attack him. Ridiculous, ridiculous. His whole, his whole stance ridiculous. Who's this? Who's this man? I never, nope, nope, never known him. Like, dude, who the fuck do you think that you are, Trump? Like, I don't know. It's getting... Mm. I want everybody to realize that, like, after this weekend, like, the POTUS account will be his. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he's going to still... No, he is. He is. Tweeting under... He 100% No, 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 no. listen. I wonder if he's still going to be tweeting under the real Donald Trump or the POTUS account. Both. Right. And if he is, is he going to be hitting, Nuts. like, shooting from 40? 
on the D- Donald Trump joint and then like hitting them with the the regular letting somebody else just tweet like an intern or whatever. He said he was going he was going to stop using it, but he said that oh, he feels that it's a good reference and a good way to be transparent with the people and that he will be tweeting from both accounts. Uh, he's going to have the first Twitter to start a world war. Yes. At least involve him us world internationally war in some conflict. Begins via Twitter. Wait, it'll be 3. No. 4. Okay. The war on terror. <laughs> <laughs> the third war was the war on freedom. Right. Oh. And the first was the war on drugs. Right. Ooh. 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 It just Ooh. got ugly. <laughs> it just got deep. Yeah, um, but yeah, so with uh, the inauguration being this week, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. It's a very interesting time. I'm, re- I'm really, I was on the fence about tuning in and watching it, but I, I think I am going to tune in and watch just to see. Because, I mean, with. Uh, there have been a bunch of people that have just completely distanced themselves from it. Um, people in Congress have dis- uh, is it 27 um, representatives have absolutely sworn to say that they were not going. Um, I do believe there will be more that will join rank. Um, there are performers that have said there's no fucking way I'm performing there. There have been performers that first initially accepted mm-hmm. the performance and then backed out because they felt backlash from you know, from their fans, like, like Holiday, Jennifer Holiday. Yeah. She um she initially took um uh, uh, uh she took uh, the acceptance um and then she ha- had backlash from her lesbian and gay uh, fans and she, it was crucial enough to her where she said she just took it as an appearance because she felt honored but didn't realize how much they felt slighted by that and will stand by those fans of hers and um and refused uh uh the invitation to sing at the inauguration um the uh what is it the cover band bruce springsteen's cover band not even the real band the (laughs) cover band do they have an official cover band no Uh, they're just uh bruce spring street the b street band cover band yeah they they backed out they were like "Mm -mm, no we're good we're good so it's um I know they have. I think they have three doors down. He has three doors down, and a couple of other um, uh, country singers. Name forget his name. I mean, the ones listed are very uh, unimportant. America's Got Talent winner and platinum selling singer Jackie Avancho. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who who a million records wear. <laughs> um, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. All right, we gonna move past that one. The Radio City Rockettes, who didn't want to do it, they're forced. But by, by the James union, Dolan. the union was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, y'all gonna do this." Well, it was James Dolan. Yeah, it was James Dolan, owner of the Knicks, owner, by the way. Yeah, that guy, um, your beloved Knicks. Oh, they'll not, never win. Can we not talk about? That? <laughs> they'll never win. Can we not talk about that? And then the Missouri State University Corral is that a black school? Like a lot of those, like obscure Missouri State. Is it black? Because it sounds like (laughs) Missouri State. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Must be. I don't know. I'm off that though. Shout out to them 27 members of Congress saying they're not going. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of what John uh, Lewis did gave them backbone. It gave them like another reason because, of course, Trump attacked John Lewis, and they're going to stand with John Lewis more than they're going to stand with Trump. So it, it like it gave them an out per se to say you know what I'm gonna stand with him and not go rather than to just say oh, I'm not gonna go and then make it look like you know they're playing partisan politics. Um, YG asked for four million. 
I saw that. <laughs> he said he give me four million. I'll perform. He said I'll perform. Fuck, fuck Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> if they give me four million, yeah. Would you take it? The four mil? Yeah. Shit. To fuck to play fuck Donald Trump? No, to perform. Mm, to perform. What you nah, perform? I mean, right. Huh? I don't know. Let's just say that hypothetically you had a, a number one song in the country. Would you take four million to perform it at the inauguration? If I have a number one song, can we is it safe to assume that I already have four million dollars? No. No. <laughs> you're you're basically Right, you're just starting up. This is like you have a number one song in the country and it like finally popped and you like, yes, I finally did it. I've arrived, and Donald Trump asked will ask you to perform at his inauguration. We'll pay you four million dollars. Do I get the forty million before or after? Before. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna get it. Then I'm gonna get on that bitch and be like, "Hey, yo, fuck this motherfucker!" No, you know you're gonna have a contract. They gonna let you do that. Yeah, they'll All take right. that they'll right. Snipe back. you out. <laughs> right I was trying. To, I was literally trying to find a loophole to get that bag. Always oh, secure the bag. That. Would you do it? Nah, nah with, I can't do it. I'm with Donald Trump's it, ass with all his scandal it. and the shit that he used to pull in his um fucking casino right bro fab you, fab you wouldn't dj at one of his galas if he paid you four million dollars my black ass <laughs> <laughs> yes so he can show the one that he invites steve harvey to and, and ray lewis to and everything four million four million mind you if i can't play fucking i need a couple more things <laughs> <laughs> you need more than four million all right hell yeah no because these student loans have to be paid I'm gonna need a house tax free. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Um, these student loans gonna have to be paid. I'm gonna need a house in the three cities of my choice. So you telling me four million can't pay off your student loans? Right. But I want the four million not well, to pay for my shit. I want it cash in the bag. <laughs> okay. You're paying me to DJ. You're not paying. You know what I'm saying? If you want to set me up, maybe. <laughs> Do I have a song it. list I can't play? Like and that's what I was about to say. Like you putting yourself in a hole because you know you they're gonna be like they're gonna have you playing. You know, yeah, you know it's Gerard, gonna be songs you cannot play. It's a Seasonless. private event. When's the last time you seen who the DJ was at a, a gala? Right. I'm pretty sure Questlove DJed at one of them galas. No, 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 no. He DJed at Obama. the Obama party that everybody took pictures at. Uh, okay. However, we're talking about like a Donald Trump gala. Like who's taking picture of the black girl DJing? A couple white people. You'd be the first black person they seen in a long man, time. Right, man, like, whatever. Man, come that's, on, ain't nobody gonna ain't find nobody out. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <Damn. laughs> All right, moving I'm on. I'm taking the bag <laughs> and I'm running. <laughs> but yeah, I got. I need a couple more things. I okay, more things. four million ain't enough. DT, come come to the table with some. You're listen, man. I'm gonna do this for us, yeah. <laughs> I need a million. Right, us. I need a million. <laughs> Sneaking the instrumentals of to funk fuck Donald Trump and they won't even know right. just the instrumentals and like all the Solange dun, album. But switch it up. Um, be like that shit is hot, son. Speaking of a bullshit constituency. Oh, <laughs> segue, segue. Right. Go on, Dave. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Uh, seems like the Cowboys fans are a little upset. <sighs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the reason, and I mean, like, you know, we got the outlines here and like, I definitely put an, an idiot Packers fan. Cause why the fuck would you walk around there by yourself? Like, this is the same state that like less than a hundred years ago, they was hunched. They was lynching niggas. Like you think they give a fuck about 100. you? Less than. Oh. I said less than. I'm going to say, yeah. No. What I'm saying is that 60 I'm not about to be in nowhere with a mass amount of angry white people. And you just got to know. I think the white person just didn't know. Like. Why was you by yourself? But he was getting his ass molly whopped. 
for whatever reason. Yeah. I wonder if he started it though. It, it still don't matter. It still don't matter. It still don't he matter. can't be that stupid to start something <laughs> with motherfuckers. All them blue jerseys. But nigga, that stadium holds a hundred thousand people. Dark. Ten thousand maybe we're Packer fans. Nah, bro. Maybe fifteen. It ain't that serious, Bruh. You know what? But it, it, and it speaks to something else. Um, I think it's all NFC East fans. Y'all niggas is crazy. Like y'all niggas is really into y'all motherfucking football teams and really not into the other teams in y'all motherfucking division. Like I don't like the Patriots. Clearly, Tom Brady's the best quarterback motherfucking ever. Bill Belichick's the best coach motherfucking ever. They beat the Jets for the past fourteen years, damn near all the time. Like, I don't like them, right? But the vitriol that Giants fans have for the Cowboys and Eagles fans have for the Cowboys and vice versa, like, y'all, I don't think, like, I saw more, um, I saw more Cowboy hate than I saw Packers celebration. Mm. And maybe it's because I live in New York, so I'm, like, surrounded by a bunch of Giants fans. Probably. But, like, the shit was ridiculous to the point where I'm like, what? Like, okay, the the Cowboys lost, but there were people that were like really satisfied. Like the Giants, the Giants lost a week ago, and they were really mad. They seemed more happy that <laughs> the Cowboys lost. I saw more happiness in the Cowboys losing than the Giants actually making the playoffs. <laughs> I yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say that's that's, a, that's pretty accurate. And same thing with the Eagles. I have a bunch of Eagles fans too, which I don't. No, why you live in New York and the Eagles haven't won a goddamn thing, a goddamn thing? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Nick. Um, like just just the sheer hate between NFC East teams, it, it's it's baffling. I don't get it. It it, it, it looks dangerous. It looks dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, off the Cowboys, I mean they had a good season though. I mean Dak and Ezekiel. That's a strong. I mean, they both rookies. Yeah. They're going to be there for a long time, man. Byron. I feel like the, well, at least talking to one of my coworkers, coworker is a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And he was actually like hoping the Giants had won because, like, realistically, the Giants would have played the Cowboys. Was, yeah. yeah. And he was like, they're like, you oh, know, hell, that they knew the Packers were going to give him hell. So, yeah, they could have beat the Giants. But, like, a, a Giants Cowboys playoff game? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that now you want to talk about somebody getting fucked up at a game? There have been lives taken at that game. Another story. Um, I hit my my football parlay this weekend. You know what a parlay is? All right. So when you place bets, right? Yeah. Um. So I I placed bets on the spread. I picked all four games this week, right? So let's say, but what parlay betting does is it keeps games like the Patriots and Texans Houston games interesting because everybody knew the the Patriots gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. But the spread on the Patriots game was 16 points. Mm. So you either take the under, which would be the Texans losing by less than 16, or the Patriots winning by more than 16. So I took the Patriots winning by more than 16. I took the Packers um, losing by less than five. I took the Steelers losing by less than one. And what was the first game? Um, Fuck. The Falcons. I picked that. The Falcons winning by more than four points so if you bet all those together i put down um twenty dollars i bet all four of those games together if one of those games fucks up then i lose my bet right Mm -hmm. so if three if three hit and one 
Like if the if the Texans would have lost by less than sixteen, my bet was done. It was cooked. But because I put all four bets together, I turned twenty dollars into almost three hundred dollars. Like that. Well, that's that's fortunate. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> that's my first parlay. I hit all year. Um, Vegas lost the most amount of. Where more. does one even like go to place a bet? So there's sportsbook.com. Oh, is um, fan, what's that place called that got busted? Last not, FanDuel. not FanDuel. Yeah, is that the still a thing? So FanDuel is still a thing. They do. They got legalized by New York. Actually, they. they so, I real. see a lot less advertising about. Well, them, because they don't need to advertise anymore. Now it's like it's in. What they did was FanDuel and what was the other one? Um, it was FanDuel and yeah, that's like whatever. There's two of them that way. They merged. Together, mm. like how Sears XM and uh, Sears and XM Radio merged. <laughs> I was like, hold on, what? Yeah, yeah. How XM Radio and Sears Radio merged? They did the same thing, so they don't need to compete against each other. It's Got just it. one big conglomerate. So that's why you don't see thousands of advertisements of them going back and forth trying to get your money because there's only one conglomerate. Got it. Um. So, um, moving on. Um. So. I'm not sure if you guys. I know Dave. We've talked about this. <laughs> Fab, have yeah. you seen Michael Che's um, Che Che Michael Che's um, stand up on Netflix? No, which one is he? He's the black one. He's the black guy. He's a black guy from Saturday Night Live. Um, he's a newer Saturday. He's a newer Night Saturday Night Live guy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. two years maybe. Two, yeah, yeah. two three yeah, years. No, I have not watched it. So it's yeah. fucking he hilarious. The, he does the weekend update. Yeah, the black guy does the weekend update. Oh, uh, which I is dope. Really be, don't watch be, but, well, so, Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> that guy, the guy okay. with the hairline. Yeah, that's Michael Che. Okay, <laughs> that oh way. God. Yeah. So I'm glad he does the weekend update because me personally, like I've seen Michael Che's stand ups from before he was signed to Saturday Night Live. And to me, like that's when he's in his zone. That's when he's in, in his arena is stand up. And I personally don't feel like Saturday Night Live uses him mm-hmm. in the best format. Sure they don't. I mean, he literally does not do any <laughs> any sketches. Right. He only does the weekend update. But that low key though, like that's a good and bad sign. But it's bad because like to to do a um, a show, it takes like six days of work. And not just like six, eight hour days. Like those guys work like 16, 18 hour days mm-hmm. to produce that one show on the weekend. And he's probably in there writing a lot and going to the meetings and shit like that. But he only has like f- five to seven minutes of content that he's actually doing on the week mm-hmm. on Saturdays. But most of the guys who do Weekend Update are usually the bigger stars. Um, Seth Myers was the main guy who did Weekend Update before. Tina Fey. Yeah. Um, Bill Heder also used to do the um, um, used to do the weekend update. So most of these guys, yeah, and Tina Fey, most of these people are the launch pads for exactly. their careers. Like he can get a legitimate um, like hosting gig at like on a, like a nighttime uh, like television right. show. He's like he's not going to be acting. He's going to be doing shit bigger than that, which is like I mean that's great. So he got into a situation, <laughs> oh, um, on Twitter. Which will lead into um, what we talk about in a little bit, but um, so page six re- reported that um, a girl that he was talking to on. Did you remember what the what they were using? It was like uh, it was a it was a Tinder for like celebrities. Yara is it Y A R A? It's Yara? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. like Yara. It's, Yara. It's, it looks like something like like it looks like a uh, um, it looks like somebody from like the middle east like name it's like a four letter thing two that. a's in it we're gonna get that for y'all yeah but 
you know, it's like, yeah, it's like a, like you have to be invited in and you definitely have to have like a certain clout score and be of a certain um, stature. But uh, he was on there and he apparently got hooked up with or got swiped on by uh, the chick who, if y'all remember, like Karma Loop days, the chick who uh, started Married to the Mob, Leah, like McSweetney or Sweetney or whatever. Sweetney. Yeah. yeah and uh, she was just, she knew who he was and he did not know who she was. And he, like, had to Google her name, but, like, she was really, really thirsting after him. Like, oh, we should, like, hang out. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get some food. Oh, what restaurant are we going to? He's like, yeah, my uh, my living room. She's like, oh, okay. I eat there all the time. Like, every time she was trying to be thirsty, he was, like, mask. He would, like, turn it down. And then she would, like, turn it into, like, some type of false, like, uh, sarcasm or whatever and try to, like, joke it off. But, like, yeah, it was just kind of, like, really one of those really sad attempts of, like, a girl trying to get to a dude, literally trying to get to a dude that she knew was on um, and be relevant, and he, she just got curved all around. He had no parts of her. But then she turns around and puts it on her, goes on her podcast, which she has, and I guess to help promote her podcast to this guy who is now famous, for even more so because of the um, Netflix show that he just did. She goes, oh... A fucking asshole and all this stuff and he was like you know all this shit like making up all this shit and then fucking michael che was like oh yeah all right cool put them text messages out like okay this is what really happened though whole receipts whole receipts and she was being mad weird and just like very sketchy so i understand it but it's just like goes to show you that like people will literally do we talked about this before we started recording people nowadays do anything to put on for social media for popularity and for likes and it's it's sad it happens whites against blacks whites on whites it yeah. happens you know it's it's really sad i mean it happens within even like the black movement i ain't saying no names on that shit though <sighs> shit pissed me off this morning though. <laughs> best believe you best believe yeah um she played herself pretty much <laughs> in conclusion right uh, no no it, it, but you know what was crazy is because she's she's a um a, a fair-skinned woman um, Fair, she's a white girl. Okay, okay. Um, Don't you ever in your life, <laughs> <laughs> Leah, white as fuck. Like she's blonde, bro. <laughs> so she was going from if you didn't if he didn't put out the text messages, right? It's a white woman accusing a black man of, um, you know, being weird to her, right? Trying coming on too strong to her and making her feel uncomfortable, right? If you don't have the text messages, that's what you have on face value but then when you release the text messages and you see how thirsty she is in the text messages it's it's like it, you you always have to keep your receipts because in that situation it, like it literally the the what she was accusing him of was flipped on its head and it was really her that was really being extra thirsty going out of her way and he he's curving the entire way curving her like one word responses like there's there's like a, a segment of it where he's just hitting she's hitting him up and he's not responding at all like three four times and she's not getting a hint and she just keeps going harder and it's for him for her to try to flip it on him i just thought that was crazy keep your receipts people keep yeah. keep your receipts literally a screenshot Never. away will save the day we'll let them <laughs> screenshot a day will keep the birds away also <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well. Um. Before we get back in some some shit, Fab, you got some some two and them for us. 
Yeah, I do. Okay, so last night, um, I went to this EP release party at Soho House, and it's for this um, New York Nigerian girl. Her name is OWO, um, and she performed, and it was dope. I liked her music a lot, but mostly because her actual music used a lot of drums, and it was like she really tried to incorporate you know like her her roots and stuff into it so um actually i was having trouble finding the song that um i heard yesterday um that she performed that i wanted to play i mean there were a couple of them so i i found one of them but the the one that i um really wanted to play i couldn't find so hopefully i can find it one day (laughs) but um yeah so this song is called december her ep is out now and um you guys can find her on soundcloud and the ep is called d plus em drums and emotions and here's the song december
Yeah, so that's O W O. And you could uh, enter those letters, search under person or artist on SoundCloud, and you'll find her. Uh, she has a website, I am O W O.com. And that's where I actually found the EP. Um, so go check her out. She's pretty dope. Um, she actually came in um, to a live drummer to the um, the show last night. So it was cool. I love when artists do different things and incorporate their backgrounds. So yeah, that's your new music of the week. <laughs> music of the week. <laughs> it's just so flash. No, it's dope. It's fire. I was doing my little two-step in here. Doing like figure eight dance. He was trying to sashay something. That's all. Don't judge me much. It was fire. Doing <laughs> fire. Um, but I mean, going back into um, keeping your receipts. So, so this week, um, Steve Harvey met with Donald Trump. <sighs> That's yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, um, Ray Lewis. Um, Jim Brown also met with Donald Trump at Trump Towers. Um, Martin Luther King the third met with Donald Trump yesterday, right? Um, Martin Luther King Day. Um, how do, I don't, I'm kind of torn, right? Because the reason why Steve Harvey met with Donald Trump is because he wants to work with Ben Carson, and he wants to improve uh or help ben carson because ben carson is going to be the head of urban development um so with that he's going to be assisting ben carson in pretty much development and housing in impoverished neighborhoods so he'll be working with a lot of black people right so i understand steve harvey's willingness to want to help on that part right um what and but he has to understand that he's going to face some backlash from it right there's some people that don't want to help donald trump in any way shape or form why um so there's a few reasons and I'm, I'm i'll go down the list in a little bit but you can't to me as soon as you get elected by the way he is the most unpopular president in the past 40 years, right? That's, a, that's including two Bushes. That's including... T- <laughs> that started wars separate. That respectively have started wars. <laughs> Separately. <laughs> two separate wars. So he's the most unpopular president coming in, in, in over 40 years. You can't run a divisive campaign on the backbone of angst, anger, um hatred division and then as soon as you get elected and win expect to unify everybody together right the shit doesn't work that way people are not stupid granted people voted for you yes those people didn't care about the issues that you were divisive in right um before i go on like a rant and a tangent um do you guys find anything wrong with Steve Harvey meeting with Donald Trump? I think that we, uh, you want to go for that? I, all I was going to say was that 
Steve Harvey was already connected to Donald Trump because of the Miss the America pageant thing. Right. Because that's Donald Trump's joint. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm sure it's not the first time he's ever met with him. But you know, people forget these things and it's everything's being televised right. now. So um do the, I think Steve Harvey's a coon? Kind of. So shit. <laughs> That's where my two cents are. Right. I I really, really, I really wanted I want to give Steve Harvey a chance. I really I really do. Because I hated him for a large part. When he came out with the thing you like a hated man, him. No, when he came out I used to love Steve Harvey as a kid. Boom, Brothers boom, 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 boom. Right. I go to college, he comes out with a book called Think Like a Man. Give away the cheat codes. And I was just like, nigga, what is you doing? The brothers really hated him. <laughs> bro, we were so mad. Bro. Oh, come on, man. Let it go. And it's not his fault. You fools have been yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah, foolery yeah, yeah. for years. I'm just, going, I'm just going through. I'm just going through it. So, but like, yeah. So, I mean, I was like, man, man, fuck Steve Harvey, dog. Fuck Steve Harvey. Then, like, he kind of started falling to that same rhetoric that, um, like, Bill Cosby followed through with, like, the whole pull your pants up bullshit. But then, like, he started to clean up. Right. Started to take a couple of buttons off his suit. And I was just like, you know what? I can kind of fuck with Steve Harvey again once I start seeing him on like Family Feud, mm-hmm. and you know, letting the hairline go. Like, yeah, he went bald. Yeah, you know, stop fooling niggas. Yep, we found out that his wife is fine as hell, and mm. I was like, okay, okay, he doing right, he doing right. But um, I think there's it's it's a there's like a a logical fallacy in like thinking that it's a bad thing for it's one thing for like artists like. One thing for like artists and athletes to meet with Trump, but um, if Steve Harvey's really trying to help, the good thing is that okay, we got somebody who probably knows a little better about like impoverished housing and stuff like that, and who can connect to the people a little better. He does a lot of community outreach. I know Ben Carson does none, so you know <laughs> he's he's got like something under his belt towards that. The bad thing is if all of us begin to help. You know, help Trump. It it kind of makes his bid for a second term that much more greater. Right. But if we don't help him, we are doomed. So what do we do? We let him fail, which means let the country fail. Right. For four years, or we do what we can to keep this shit afloat. Right. I mean, and still get him the fuck out of here, it, knowing that everybody else did work and he just kind of stepped back in the group project. It's a struggle that Democrats, especially those in Congress, are going to have to struggle with. It's it's a decision they will struggle with because for eight years there was an uh, half of the um, government governing body that decided to work against him in any way, shape, or form. So eight years, it's a long time. A lot's happened in eight years. You know, I where was I eight years ago? Not here. I didn't I don't think the only one I knew out of y'all in this room was Ty eight years ago. Um and we weren't in this studio, right, Ty? Well we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> we're still coming up. We still going up. Right? Amen. We're we gonna talk about that. But um so eight years ago was a years is a long time. So do Democrats work against Trump for four years? hoping that he doesn't get another four terms after that? Or do they, you know, be the grown-up ones in the room and work with him? So now, here's my thing and what I was going into uh, a little bit earlier I was leaning into. Um, We have receipts. You cannot come in to grand. You you were elected. I will give you that. You are the president of the United States. You cannot come in here and act like you didn't say do and act upon things that you said no it's we're not talking about 
20, 30 years ago. We're talking about stuff you said six months ago, stuff you said a year ago, right? We're not going to sit here and act like you didn't try to illegitimize President Obama's presidency by banging on a drum saying that he wasn't born here, saying that he didn't have a birth certificate. Mm. We're not going to act like you didn't have a personal vendetta against the Central Park Five kids who served years in jail because of your uh, excessiveness and wanting wanting to pin them as the face of a crime that they had nothing to do with, right? And you still haven't apologized for that. You still haven't apologized to President Obama at all. We're not going to act like you didn't make fun of disabled reporters. We're not going to act like you didn't, mm. Grant, you didn't know you were being recorded, but we're not going to act like you weren't recorded talking about you going to grab. I mean, we're never going to say grab. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to grab. act like you didn't brag about sexual assault. We're not going to act like this didn't happen. Right. And trust me, I, I could still go on for a litany, but you're not going to act like you didn't say you wanted to ban Muslims from the country, that you didn't want to build a wall to keep Mexicans out of a country. Like, I could literally keep going. But, like, these are receipts that we have. And just because you were elected president doesn't mean you're going to erase these facts out of my mind and the facts out of intelligent people's minds. So, tread softly, my G. Um, Talk uh, to it. Well, what, what are we to do, though? Like, Talk what are we to do? It. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I had a... I had a um, I had a mentor in college and he told me like, look, um, like the people that you're with, you know, if you, you guys can succeed or if what I'm seeing you guys are failing and you know you do better, but it's a group effort, you know, you can't, you can't watch the ship sink because you're just at fault, you know, you're just as much as fault if you watch the ship sink and you're, cause you're on that bitch, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like, what the fuck are we to do? But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's an there's an illogical like nuance of like, oh, he shouldn't help Trump. Like, but like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, this nigga do not know what the fuck he doing. So, and if we leave it up to liberals, mind you, my other thing is that like, oh yeah, he should get impeached. Yeah, but if he gets impeached, then Paul Ryan becomes the no Mike Ryan, Pence. Would, Mike Pence would. Mike Pence, the vice president. Vice, vice president. Yeah, who is not that much worse as right. he believes that gay people should deserve should. Go through shock right. treatment. Just, <laughs> shock therapy. But, yes, the thank thing, you. The thing with Mike Pence is, you know what Mike Pence is. You know he's a hardline conservative. You have no idea what the fuck Donald Trump is and what he's capable of. But you know because you look at who he's choosing for his cabinet, which is another uh, scary. Like two members, two members of his cabinet. How is he even have either, to? have either pulled out or um um what's her name? Her name. I just had her name on my tongue. Who today? Uh, no, well, yeah, De- Devos. De- no, not Devos. Uh-huh. No, Devos is another one. Uh-huh. So, oh, so, so Tom Price was, and we were talking about this. Was, um, I mean, it's pretty much a pay for play type of scheme where he, uh, yeah, where he um, was investing in, um, you know, medical companies, and then proposing bills to assist those medical companies to make more money off of them which is a whole nother trust me he faces i think he's on what um was what sessions went through on last week mm-hmm. he's up for his uh, congressional senate hearing this week so he'll have to you know he'll have to answer uh, answer for those um questionable um dealings um so he'll get fried on the stand for that and we'll see if he gets confirmed or not um but 
I mean, so going back into what you were saying, Dave, what should we do, right? Right. Like, what's our resolution? Like, I'm all here. So I, I don't even think it's what we should do. It's if if Donald Trump is serious about addressing these issues, inviting Ray Lewis, inviting Jim Brown, inviting Steve Harvey, inviting Kanye West, you're inviting celebrities, you're inviting people that are in the know to show face. And I'm so mad that even Kanye West doesn't realize you're being used as a pawn. It's the classic like You're being used as a puppet to show face that, yes, see, I'm working with minorities. Really, if you wanted to work with minorities, the person who you probably should reach out to would be John Lewis, the man that you talked down on for the past weekend. He's the one, he's been working in his District 5 in Georgia, which is actually one of the nicer districts in atlanta they're, they're doing pretty well prosperity wise um in comparison to others he's probably one you should probably reach out to um like 43 percent of the uh, the people who live there have uh high school degrees high school <laughs> diplomas another like 38 to like almost like over a third of their people who like over the age actually for people who over the age of 25 over like almost half of them have college college degrees, degrees well, yeah which is like one of the highest it's one of the highest in the state and like very top numbers amongst the actual nation um yeah i mean yeah you're right i mean trump's doing a classic like look i've got three black friends i'm not racist shit you know like i don't know we're in a world of hopefully not as much trouble we'll see i mean (sighs) i don't know this could I, i don't know man <laughs> it's um it's an interesting time interesting time that's the way to put it and you know it's um uh you, all you can do is cross your fingers and just uh you know sleep with your eyes open um no but it's like <laughs> it's like who wants to live like that man at this point what choice do you have i mean like all right like worst case scenario right <laughs> <laughs> let's play devil's advocate <laughs> not even devil's advocate it's just like worst case fucking scenario and all this shit turns into like the walking dead right do y'all have an escape plan i mean i was at the gun range this weekend get my skin get my skills up oh, okay well, yeah, i seen you yeah. headshots, headshots. headshots all day gun range saturday jeopardy sunday i'm ready okay I'm about that life <laughs> well jeopardy doesn't air on the yeah i get it it's a joke <laughs> cool uh, but uh jeopardy top shot to over here <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nah i don't yeah i'm just gonna have to deal with that shit i mean i'm gonna figure out a way to be out this motherfucker mm-hmm. if i can hike my way through the northeast find myself in uh quebec mm. mm-hmm. give me a nice little fake passport get over to france you dig fake and passport now the feds are listening <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now our podcast is flagged right. actually i'm going to cuba motherfucker so y'all don't even know hey i'll Fab be in cuba Fab. this weekend i might not be able to come back Fab, take some notes when you're in cuba I'm right take some notes the only the only well of where to stay yes say what up to tupac that too got it a side of no seriously though if you find a side of please i mean so <laughs> so can't so, let you know right you know nick's the only one i know that went to cuba and when he went is when fidel had just passed away so yeah. they were in a moratorium so. i was watching his um doc, little snippet mm-hmm. and so, they literally couldn't drink right until right so i'm curious to like have the contrast of situations between you know when 
they're on under the moratorium and when they're not mm-hmm. right so and then you, you'll get a real taste of the cuban life yeah i didn't realize that he was literally there when it happened a couple and, days and like his feedback on the trip was like eh. but now i understand like <laughs> right. he literally couldn't do anything till like the last day they couldn't play music in the car yeah that's wild yeah so i'm i'm excited you gonna go ahead and close the tab or yeah yeah, it's that time. Yes, it is. Um, so closing the tab, um, we're gonna tip the bartenders tonight. Keep everybody well fed. Um, I have uh, a paragraph from the uh, letter from Birmingham that I was talking about earlier from Martin Luther King um, that he had read, that he had wrote. Um, this is in 1967, so this was um, a year before his passing. This is after he had been deep heavily entrenched in the civil rights movement but this is a little bit further removed app like after he's been in you know in the um in the trenches for a while right and i'm i'm just gonna read this paragraph and i'm gonna let it um sit and let it sell me i'll just bear with me for a minute i debated whether i should read it in martin luther king's voice but i didn't want to disrespect a man like that um so i'll read it in my voice um i must make two honest confessions to you my christian and jewish brothers First, I must confess that over the past few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I've almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's greatest stumbling block in his stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate, who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is absent of the tension to a positive peace, which is presence of justice which constantly says i agree with you in the goal you seek but i cannot agree with your methods of direct action who paternalistically believes that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom who lives in a methodical concept or i'm sorry methodical mythical concept of time and who constantly advises the negro to wait for a more convenient season shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. Um, thank you all for joining in tonight. Um, thank you for Hennessy keeping the um, drinks flowing, Mr. Richard Hennessy. Um, and Dave's other tag name, we'll just you know let that rock. Don't do it, Dave, please. Um, I love that we're thanking Rich Hennessy himself right. this time. Appreciate it. It's a good guy. Um, it's, it's, it's probably racist and old slaves. <laughs> well, he's French, so he probably owned African. Yep. From the <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're they're not Africans picking those grapes. Ivory Coast. I'm gonna do some yeah. research on this and right. double back next week. <laughs> Fab, enjoy your trip to Cuba. Come back safe and with some uh, you. you know dope notes and stories for us. And some good liquor <clears throat> and cigars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all on Wednesday, Thursday because I come back Tuesday, so we'll be recording Wednesday. You just know. a heads right, up. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm Ken. I'm Fab. And I'm Dave. And you've listened to the Last Call Podcast. Cheers. Oh yeah, he was born 1722 24. Oh, He's yeah. he definitely a slave owner. Look yeah, at this man. He got the trifold hat on there. Yeah, that's the I own slaves <laughs> hat right there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>